What's up, what's up? Hola. Que paso, eh? Que paso, eh, amigo? Anyway, <laughs> guys, it is like September 15th. It is, like, it is exactly September 15th. We are approaching the very end of early honker season for Minnesota, and let me tell you, it has been a fun one so far. Sure has. But um, the conditions have been a little different this year, haven't they, Cal? Oh, they've been definitely different. How would they? How have they been different from what you've seen? Um. Well... I think we have a little less birds than we normally have, first of all. Okay. I'll just throw that out there for people to understand. Kite. We have less water. Kite. That's a problem. Kite. Uh it's warmer right Kite. now than it was last year. Kite. What are you what are you doing right now? Kite. <laughs> what is that? No, I'm just agreeing with everything you have to say. Yeah, it's a little bit warmer. Kite. Uh last year. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Stop. Kite. Okay. Uh no. It's a little bit warmer. Last year, this time, it was, like, definitely mid-60s. Mm-hmm. And right now, we it's, like, 75 degrees, 80 degrees every day still. You know, uh, this morning, it got under 50. Global warming, dude. This morning, it got under 50. It's global warming. <laughs> it is, dude. I'm sure when you got out of your truck and you got to your job site at 8 a.m., you noticed it was a little brisker than normal, Oh, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. that normal being the summer. Of course it's brisker than right. the summer, yeah. Right. I mean, it's a fall is uh, hitting us slowly, though. Mm-hmm. Much slower than last year. I tell you what, though, man. What's interesting about this year is we got a quicker push of migrators, the first push of migrators in September. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, but what's interesting, everyone who's listening to the podcast, is uh, every time we tried hunting for migrators, they didn't fly like they should have. And then when they did fly, we were too far north for them to come and sit down on our faces. So... We got blue balls. So then next day I had my grandma's reveal. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to hunt in the morning. This is the day for my grandma. You know, no big deal. You know, and then everyone is just cranking, crushing migrators, yeah, cranking them out. But that is the story of Joey Vasallo. Yeah. Were you hunting Sunday? No, Sunday I was buying a boat. There you go. Oh, (laughs) that's right, dude. Yeah. You know what? I was going to hunt Sunday, and then Saturday didn't go that great for us. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it, dude. I'm not doing it. Like, the migrators we saw on Saturday did not want to play. But here's the thing, man. The amount of migrators that we saw Saturday. Oh, yeah. Dude, I I was telling Nick Johnson this, and he didn't believe me. But I counted 13 migrator flocks before 8 a.m. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't count, but... I did because I was just like, okay, because uh, it just kind of like sets the stage for the rest totally. of the season. So, but like I was looking at Canada temperatures and I was looking at the windy app and all these things. And I'm like, okay, I think we'll get a good push of migrators. And then our buddies at uh, Feather Folder Outdoors invited us out to film a video. And, you know, we shot a couple of residents right away in the morning. Um, but I we saw 13 flocks before 8 a.m., and that was pretty insane. Yeah. Like, where they are, way up there, man. However, you know, the moat migration is so interesting, and it's like there's so much mystique to it. Like, there's so much mystery to it just because, like, you can understand. Like, we had three good callers, four good callers mm-hmm. that day. You know, people who could just absolutely rip on a call and make their call sound so loud. And you can tell in the first 10 seconds of, like, ripping at a flock if they're going to come or not. And uh, only four or five groups even gave us a look. And even then, they still pulled off and went to someone else's spread that was over water. Mm, yep. 
or whatever. So it was it was a little tough on that Saturday morning, but man. Well, if- it was tough too because, dude, I mean, I personally, I wouldn't have probably hunted there. Although, I don't know exactly what Aaron knew or didn't know about who would show up. But we were legitimately competing with two fields that were kitty corner on us. On yeah. both sides. Which I know... But it's, it wasn't an X field. It was a traffic field, and the geese had to fly over the other two fields from either direction to get to us. But at the same time, well, I'm sure everyone else listening to the podcast has been in this situation. Like, if you if you know your area really well and you hunt it hard, you know the guys that are hunting in your area. And if they are just dumber than a box of rocks, where, like, they sound like, bah, bah, Yeah, bah, no, that's true. On a, on a goose call. And they have, like, 80 shells in their trailer. <clears throat> Less. You know, most people are throwing out two dozen. Sure. You know, like the dumb fucks in town, the locals. And these guys are like, yeah, they are zero threat to us. You know, they're hunting out of someone's backyard or they're they're hunting with the wind in their face and they have a tight spot. They're not going to kill geese. And so it's like, I've been there for sure because I'm, as you said, way too optimistic. Yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, it didn't work out. We were too far north. It was too early in the morning when they were rolling through and they weren't trying to eat yet. The birds that did come down, they went straight to water. Yeah. You notice that? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you are way too optimistic. It's so funny. Like hunting with <laughs> Joey and, and then Aaron who from Feather Folder up there, like great guys, love them to death. Aaron and Joey, though, both together hunting, optimism is through the roof. Like you'll be hunting and a migrator <laughs> flock will go over at about 9 million miles. These guys are ripping a call. We're all ripping a call because you can't it can't be the guy that's not if everyone else is gonna. So you blow on the call at him. One goose makes a little bit of a weird flight pattern. Oh, Joey dude. and Aaron are like, dude, he's coming. Yep. He's committed, fully committed. Ten seconds later, the goose is flying back in formation. So, but here's the thing, Cal. How many times would you say in the last however many years you've been goose hunting, have you really hit the molt migration? Well, I've only been really goose hunting for six years, really. Okay. Because I didn't start really goose hunting with, you know, in fields and stuff, probably till two years into, like, my waterfall hunting career. Okay. And this will be my eighth year. Yeah. Um, How so, many times would you say that, like, there's a high flock, everyone's just ripping, and then all of a sudden you see one peel off and, like, kind of do, like, a 180, and then the yeah, rest I mean, of them, and the rest of them just start taking the elevator down? How many times would you say? I'd say that happens 30% of the time. 30% of the time? Yeah. What? Yeah, dude, I'm a realist. I'm not an optimist. <laughs> no, I was expecting you to say zero. No, three out of 10 times, I think, that you see one change flight that pattern. That's you, what you're asking. That you you have seen while you're hunting. How many times have you hit the molt migration where you're like, these are fucking molts? Oh, oh my I mean, God. like that? No, I don't know. <laughs> Only like of the last six seasons, I've only probably seen that like four seasons, three seasons, okay. half the time. Okay. But it's it's so mystical, dude. No, like yeah. You see that one peel off and you know the rest should Well, follow. it's a short window. <laughs> That's the weird thing too. I know. It's you know, so, so hard. like the molt migration is, it's just a short window. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I saw it last year and seeing it this year and I didn't, I don't, I feel like there was a skip here or like I missed it or something. I had stuff I, going on or something I like think that. The, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in between two, you know. So, yeah, the last two years, and then I think it was a year not, you know, two back. So. Sure. No, but I yeah, think- it's weird. It's it's really cool. I, I actually love it. Like, I, and I don't even care, truthfully, like when we're out hunting locals and we see migrators that don't do anything, they don't care about us. It's still cool. <laughs> it's still really cool. Right. You know, it's like, oh, man, they're they're coming. Well, it's like. It's uh, a good feeling, dude. 
It really is. And when a lot of states don't see that. So right. it's like North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, I would assume gets some. But I don't I don't know about further west or you further know what? east. It's so funny that you're bringing this up because now that you say that, the years when I get to see the molt migration happen, those are the years I get most excited about goose hunting. Hmm. So now imagine if you didn't have a nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And you could go out every morning. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, we have a northwest wind. 10 miles an hour fucking perfect you know we got yeah. a cloudy day it's overcast we got a low ceiling we're gonna see some fucking molts now imagine you yourself break down one pack right and they just sit down right in your face you check them for bands you're like okay i'm gonna wait for those two to line up and i'm gonna shoot them on the ground oh you know? yeah and this is what happened to you <clears throat> yeah no dude that is the uh, greatest thing that was your grandma's gift bud yep so for everyone listening that that don't know, um, my grandma passed away. My grandma Dot. She's, I honestly don't think that she's ever committed a sin. She's a <laughs> she's a fucking saint. saint. She's a and saint. Now, as I say that, I say the f word, and I'm sorry about that, grandma. But, um, she was an absolute saint, and we had a reveal on Sunday, and you know, leading up to it, it's like she's 91. You know, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. You know, she died in her sleep. She's a Christian. Like, she knows where she's going. Like, we all know where yeah. she's going, you know? Um, so I'm, like, trying not to feel sad. Then um, Monday morning comes. I don't need to be at the church until 945. This is the day of the funeral. This is the day of the funeral, and I'm a pallbearer. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, um, you know, sit out at, at Ram Ranch and yeah. <laughs> shoot a couple of geese if they fly over. And it's, like, 8, 835. And I yeah. see a, a tall flock of three, and I just start uh, cranking on them just so hard. Like, I didn't know my lungs had that capacity. Sure. And I see one just peel, like, just go straight right. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And then I just start doing just clucks. Like, 25 minutes of just straight clucks, and this thing is just taking the elevator down. It was like an 11-mile wind out of the uh, southeast. Okay. So it wasn't even a molt day. Weird. <clears throat> so I'm guessing that these these were definitely brand new geese because everyone listening, I have like one of the only grass fields around and geese have never landed in it until I started living here. And so um, these this three pack breaks off and the one starts coming and the other two are like, well, Jerry's going. We got to go with yeah, him. Yeah. You know, and Craig's like, come on, come on. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Come on, let's go. Jerry's gone. We got to go with Beth, you know. Sure. Everyone's just like, wah, wah, wah. and out of nowhere, another three-pack joins with them. So I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And I mean, when they take the elevator from easily 350 yards up, yeah, and they're just coming straight down, no flaps, nothing, into a sheep pasture. Right. Surrounded by trees, barns, Ram pasture. trucks, and soybeans. Like, there is, like, zero room to land in this pasture. Yeah. And then I land six of them, check them for bands, nothing. I'm like, but it was like kind of shiny at the same time. I'm guessing they just got off of a water source of some sort. And uh, check them for bands. I don't see anything. And then these two line up perfectly. Shoot those two on the ground. Shoot this. Shoot my third goose as it's getting up off the pasture, and I miss my third shot. And uh, this was all with the 20 gauge. So it just felt even better. Like they all landed within 15 yards, and I'm sitting in a lawn chair underneath a tree. 
Yeah. You know, that is September molt migration, goose hunting in Minnesota. Totally. Right there. Now, was I hard <clears throat> the entire time? Yes. Did I turn on my GoPro at the last second? Yes. Now, is it going on our Instagram? Yes. Now, is the footage not that great? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the footage wasn't the best. Like them landing and coming in and the audio was amazing. However, when I took the shot, the GoPro was just out of range. <laughs> yeah. But the problem was my heart was beating so fast. Like you have those two veins uh, in your temples. Yeah. I could feel my hat slipping down my head. And I'm really? like, oh gosh. So then like when I'm I landed them and I'm saying, are they banded? I don't see any bands. I don't see any bands. And then I like fixed my hat because I could feel do 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 do, and I could feel my hat slipping down. I can feel the the weight of the GoPro probably not in focus anymore. I'm like, oh shit! So I like tried to fix my hat, and I just watched the GoPro footage tonight, and they're not in focus when I killed them. Yeah. But you know, but that's just like seriously one of the best feelings in the world, man. Just making a goose go where they would never go, especially when they're new to the area. Good Lord, man. Yeah. That feels so good. And I know that my grandma Dot was just like, just kind of like pushing them, pushing them <laughs> with her breath. It was like, go to Joey. You know? Yeah. So thank you, Grandma Dot. That is super cool, man. Yeah. I pretty, love that. It was pretty cool. Well, hey, guys, this podcast is brought to you by our, our favorite people, Onyx Hunt. Um, literally couldn't probably do what we do without the app. I mean, no I don't remember, I don't I don't understand how it would have been possible to be super successful getting permission hunting, finding the right spots or even like public land. I, like I don't understand. Like listening to your dad talk about using plat maps or dude, like Stan Guzzi, I'm like, dude, what? Bro, I use plat maps up until I was like up until on X. And yeah. let me tell you, I didn't get a whole lot of permission because they're like that's not my field. I'm like, well shit, your house is touching the field. You know, yeah. like why, why do you oh, yeah, not for own sure. this field? Right. Like a one acre plot, the farmer sold off. Like it's just, yeah, that's so frustrating. Sucks, dude. But guys, this is also brought to you by quick trip, which is the best gas station in the Midwest. I'm not, jo I'm not joking when I say not that. And I'm not yelling and I'm not lying to you. So like, if you're going to be in this area, don't try to get food or anything at the, like, just don't go to the other places. Right. If you can go to a quick trip, you'll be grateful. Dude, they've got... You're welcome. They've got bacon, egg, and cheese croissants when they're in 24 stock. 24-7. And, uh, you know, they've got, they've got every energy drink you could ever want. They've got all the nicotine that you want, even though I don't do that anymore. See, the thing about Quick Trip, I'm going to tell you, though, here's the good thing about Dude, Quick Dude, they're Trip. so savage on Instagram. They are super savage, but I'm going to tell you what, people, here's what's underrated. It's clean. It is clean, Cal. Thank you for that. Because, guys, that's honestly, like, there's nothing worse than going to a grocery store or a gas station, and it's just, I know most gas stations are dirty, but, dude, Quick Trip is clean, bro. It's clean. So, anyway, you're They're welcome. So okay, clean. Joey, I wanted to ask you, I think this is actually a really good topic that I think a lot of people, especially, well, at least in the Midwest, will really get some good info from. Maybe you can, can we break down like when you're actually looking for a good molt migrate? Like what's a good molt migration day, right? Like what's a good migration day? I mean, break down like all the signs you're looking for and kind of explain why. Okay. So what you want on a good migration day is you want a Northwest wind. So they're coming, they're migrating from up North and they're coming down towards you. Um, you like, don't really want anything over 15 miles an hour because that's too much. 
um, just from my experience. And that's the last two years. I've really watched it very carefully. It's, if you have over 15 miles an hour, it's tough. And some people might disagree with you. Right. But I mean, I've also you might hear the people that might disagree. But I would, I would, I mean, I would agree. Yeah, 10 I to mean, 15 miles an hour. L- literally take everything I say with a grain of salt. Uh, we have Connor calling in right now. So give me one second. Connor? What's up, Poppy? Connor, you're on the podcast. Mm, again? Again. Yeah. Again, dude. You're welcome. <laughs> That's so, so, Connor, Connor's that's not so, with us. That's so weird that you're not in Minnesota right now. Yeah, crazy. Dude, I'm in Florida right now with my uh, grandparents and my parents, and there is so much liquor at this condo. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait, wait. I walk in. I, I brought dill beer. You guys ever had dill beer? No. Nope. Get out. Yeah, it's actually pretty, it's actually pretty good. I it's will been, hang up. A, I will hang it? up. I will hang up if you keep on talking about how good dill beer is, but continue. Okay. Well, and um, my and and so I brought it for you know my step grandpa because he's he likes weird beer, but um, but I walk in, and it's like there's Corona and Budweiser in the fridge. There's Canadian whiskey on the counter. There's bourbon. They got peanut butter whiskey. Oh, yeah, screwball! Like, screwball is super good, dude. Yeah, I, I, it's the first time I had ever had it, but, oh, you got to try this. And I'm like, oh, man, there's enough liquor in here to make an elephant go to bed. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Dude, you couldn't, yeah. have, you couldn't have sounded more. Dude, your family's alcoholics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all, they're all on vacation. You know? I'm That's just kidding. For, right? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that's well, really say, cool, man. Say that to all the Floridians. Florida's for getting drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're forgetting COVID. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, people apparently, you know, like, because people are rarely actually from Florida. And when they get together and talk, they say, like, oh, what, where are you from? And it's like, oh, they say where they're from, Florida. But yeah, but where are you from before that? You know, because everybody just comes sure. down here and yep. populates everything. So. so, anyway. Anyway, dude, you're in Florida and the weather's probably perfect. Um, yeah, it's not, not bad. It's pretty warm here. We were talking a little bit about migrator hunting. Yeah, yeah. It's been. But, a, it's uh, been. Joey, I saw you. You shot a few geese near, uh, uh, in in memory of your grandma. Yeah. No, I literally just told that story right before you got on. So that was uh, cool. that was incredible. It was pretty yeah. cool, man. And I got it on GoPro, Connor, so you won't kill me. Yeah. And I'm gonna post it on Instagram tomorrow morning. So. Nice, Connor. It's on. Connor, I don't know if we we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but we have a TikTok now. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Connor, that, that Connor was, didn't want to start a TikTok, and uh, I didn't want to start. And a TikTok. Joey didn't either, and I convinced I them both that it what? was. Oh yeah, dude. I, the other day, remember, I was Here's like, the thing. I didn't. I didn't really want to. Like, I. I didn't. I've been for my own personal TikTok. I've gotten nailed so many times. If I if I get like another content warning or whatever it, it like i won't be able to post for a week okay and and it's just gonna get longer and longer until i take my whole thing down so i'm like how could we possibly do this with midwest flyways properly represent companies um or products or ourselves or whatever without getting like content restrictions and then that's when i was like oh my gosh we have all these calling videos and tiktok extended it to three minutes that's perfect and so 
that's what we started off doing. So Cal, great suggestion about getting us on there. And, um, and I re- kind of re-edited our calling videos and put it up on TikTok. And we're at, last time I checked, there's 11.2 thousand in the first 10 days. Well, and, and I checked it this morning and we were at nine, 9,000. Yep. Yeah, just... we, yeah, we gained two and a half thousand followers today and we have a few videos over a hundred thousand views and it's, 10, it's doing great. It's so crazy. Like TikTok is crazy to me. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. insane. Any, and if any of them have like found this or found us from TikTok, that'd be an interesting, um, interesting thing to find out if yeah so if you're listening to the podcast and you've found us through tiktok let us know shoot us a message on instagram or something or yeah choose another social media platform and talk to us on that yeah (laughs) Yeah. i I did turn on q a on tiktok and so people can ask us like questions on the tiktok platform we can answer that everybody can see what the answers are um so that you know Maybe that'll help, and maybe it'll be all just another thing that we have to check. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Connor. Yeah. While while we got you on the phone, what's our next video coming out? Um. Well, I think early teal might be out before this this video get goes out, but that's my that's the next one that's on my list, and then after that would be the Mora hunt. Yep. Well, Cal. So. Cal and I both were shooting te- our first ever early season teal video or our first ever early season teal shoot in yep. Minnesota. As yep. far as I know, it was the first early teal season we've ever had. And Cal and I both hunted on opener in different spots. So I took out my girlfriend with Isaac Hills out in Western Minnesota. And then Cal was around the Metro Yep, uh, with Gavin and Jeff Foster and a couple other people. And uh, we're going to combine our two videos that we filmed and make one collage video. And I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah. Did you send in your footage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I did, Jeff. Did you get that, Connor? <laughs> yep. This morning I got it. I'm, I downloaded it today. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, sir. So I think that'll be a pretty cool video. I think it'll be around 20 minutes and it'll be, you know, like switching back between the two blinds and like now comment and say like, who did better? Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you know. Now we now Roya now Roya Isaac and I shot a three man limit. Now did we get every bird dying on film? Absolutely not. You know, did Cal do a better job of filming the actual birds? Yes, and shoot eleven birds. Yeah, yeah, but we shot eighteen. Yeah, Cal did a pretty good job. Cal did a pretty good job. I watched the the preview footage and I was like, damn it, he did <laughs> he did better than me. But now I need you guys to comment and say who's who's better in front of the camera. So now do I do I have a camera voice? No. Does Cal talk differently when he's in front of the camera? Yes. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it, man. I have I have yeah. a camera voice though. <laughs> hey guys, so like, hey guys, it's Cal with Midwest Flyways here. And I'm and I'm just talking like I'm talking right now. You know? So that's the difference. Yeah. No, Cal did a great job. He did a great job with the actually like telling the story and you know taking. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Wasn't just like a random, you know, like oh well, you know, here's three birds. You don't know how it happened, but uh, <laughs> dude, that's good job, it. Joey. That's fucking me. Nailed dude. it. <laughs> hey, by the way, this is a really good plug. If you found us through podcasts and you're not subscribed to our YouTube, will you please go do it? It would be it would be so helpful to us, and also leave us a rating on this podcast. Like those little things, like following us places, commenting, 
Like it actually legitimately helps us. But you yeah, know, go ahead. plug yourself in the rating. That we had somebody that left a rating and they several. left their Instagram handle in the rating. Several. So what? Do it. Leave your Instagram sh- slash shop Connor's on slash shop everybody. Midwestflowers.com <laughs> <laughs> slash shop. It's so easy. Go get your new hunting hoodie. Go get something. I I don't even know what we have right now because it seems like everything in the world is out of stock. But yep. yeah, we're getting more. We're getting it's more. It's coming. It's coming. So go get a new hunting hoodie. That would be dope. Yeah. So, Connor, Go did on. we cover cover all of our legal bases? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, I approve. <laughs> I can go finish my whiskey. There all right, buddy. Enjoy your screwball. We love you, Connor. <laughs> See ya. Bye. All right. Fuck that guy. Am I right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Fuck that guy, huh? <laughs> Dude, you know where Connor needs to go, right, Mel? The boo box. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get the fuck out of here. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, huh? man, dude. He's like, I'm in Florida. It's so much nicer here, dude. The boo box. Bye. Dude. Get out of here. I'm over it. Unreal. Over it, Cal. You're but anyway. You're- but anyway. Um, we were talking about molt migrators. Yeah, right? and I want to go back to that. Here's what are the, what are the really per- quick. Oh, you don't or you do? No, no I do. <laughs> no, I don't want to go back to that really quick. And let's move on. Okay. <laughs> no, um, no I, I totally wanted to ask you, like, why is it a northwest wind? Can you explain how birds fly and migrate? Like, I know, and I, I just want to dumb it down as far as we can go. So I, right? can, I can almost guarantee you I'm going to fuck this up. And I guarantee you someone who has been hunting longer and harder for geese than I have is going to prove me wrong here. So I'm just going to tread carefully. Okay, I'm going to step on eggshells. I want to also just point this out to you guys. If it says it's a northwest wind, that's where the wind is coming from. Right. Okay, so it's coming from the northwest. I don't know why that's something I'm pointing out. And actually, I do know why. It's because like two years ago, I learned what that meant. (laughs) I thought I always thought it was coming from, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, I learned that two years ago, dude. I feel like I had to bring that up. Like I just, it was one of those things that like, guys... Sure. It's coming from the northwest. Sure. Not going to the north. Like, the wind isn't blowing northwest. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, it, it makes sense to me, obviously. The wind is coming from the northwest. Yeah. Yes. That's how I've always known it. But I understand how you would think that there is a little bit of confusion for people yeah. who don't watch the weather every day. Yes. So, anyway. Okay. Um. The northwest is like north, northeast, northwest. It really doesn't matter. As long as it's coming out of the north, you will get some birds following that wind from Canada and migrating south, right? That's what I mean by that. Yeah. So uh, anything under like a 15-mile-an-hour wind should be pretty good. Now, the best conditions are overcast. So, And what that overcast does is it makes them not fly as high. So they want to be below the cloud coverage just in case they want to find water, they want to find food, anything like that. Um, so if you have a lower ceiling, quote unquote, it makes it easier for them to find, it makes it easier for them to hear your calling, right? So like, what what do you want? You want birds a mile up in the sky? No. You want them 300 yards up because they there's a higher possibility of them hearing you call, right? Mm-hmm. So you want overcast. You want north winds, northwest, northeast winds, and you want to have a shitload of decoys out so that they can see your spread. And you want to have a lot of really good callers 
so that they can hear you calling. Yeah. You know? And now I just sent you a video the other day of Joe and Trevor Ludke and that crew. Now, when you're calling these migrators, here's the thing. And here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't know. They just think like, yeah, let's go out there and let's just crank on our calls. Right. However, you sound like shit. You sound like shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, when you get them past the point where they're coming to check you out, like what do geese sound like on the ground? Here's the thing that I think a lot of people um, younger than us in our age even are like almost 30, like early 20s, like teenagers. Sure. They, they just think like, I have a goose call. I'm going to blow on it, you know. But if you go and listen to geese, right? So I was at my grandma's funeral. There were a thousand geese in the cemetery. And I mean a shitload, dude. And there were bands everywhere. Now I almost got out of my car. And hit him in the head with a water bottle. Right. <laughs> now, that would have been illegal, so I didn't do it. Now, I was tempted. Now, did I actually physically get out of the car? Yes. <laughs> did they run away faster than I could run at them? Yes. So, nothing illegal. So, sure. but anyway. That's when a, you, when intent, you, <laughs> by the way, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> legal, no, legal, the, legal advice. These are all jokes. These are all jokes. So, when you listen to these geese on the ground, the main note that I hear all these geese doing is clucking. Right. Right. So then you're a good mouth caller. Thank you. So I'm not. But when you listen to these birds, man, on the ground, they're mainly clucking. So now when you're trying to get their attention, you want to moan. Right. Because I feel like that's what carries the most because it's a longer drawn out. Yeah. So it's like. The hiccup is a great note for moat migrators. But um, now when you get their attention, cl- a shitload of clucking. It's like everyone's like, okay, Joe, you're going to do the higher clucks. I'm going to do the lower clucks because that's my note. Everyone needs to figure out what their note is and stick with it. As long as you're all, all like falling around in like some sort of a rhythm, team calling, which we have videos on on our YouTube channel, you're going to sound really, really good, and it sounds so realistic, right? However, if you have five guys in the blind moaning at the same time, it sounds weird, and it doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. So I think one person needs to be like that head caller or whatever, and then um, like he should be the guy who's like moaning and whatever, but I think everyone should be clucking because it's really hard to mess up uh, like six people clucking at once because it sounds so realistic on the ground. Yeah. You know, but... um, but yeah, I mean my my favorite like conditions, north winds, under 15 miles an hour, overcast and large decoy spread in a very visible field. So like if you have a wheat field, like you're going to smash them. Yeah. Just because it's like a yellowish golden color and your brown black decoys just pop out. It's great. And if you're using silhouettes, you can spread them out really far. You have most of them facing the direction that they're going to be coming from. The north. Yeah. And then where they're going to be landing is from the south. So the opposite side of that decoy is going to be pointing where they're coming in. I think it's really good stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, for sure. And and basically, I wanted to point out to people, like, I I honestly just want to dumb this down as much as possible. Mm Because there's a lot of people that, like, actually don't. No, I get that. Yeah. Like, I mean, the molt migration is like a totally, you know, weird thing. And a lot of guys that start hunting, like, they don't recognize what that is or that it is happening. Mm -hmm. And they're not hunting those birds. And so they're, like, not actually 
a part of that. You know what I mean? Yep. Because they just don't know to be. Well, I think you. And so I maybe this is me being dumb, but I think maybe the East Coast and the West, like the far West Coast, gets it. But like, I feel like the Midwest is very special for that reason because they are transitioning back down south already. Yeah, it's like the first pit of the migration, and you. I mean, people are shooting bands from Oklahoma. They are shooting bands from Illinois. They are shooting bands from Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like they are shooting bands from all over. And yeah. these are like non-breeding geese. They're between one and three years old. And it's like, like these geese are coming from everywhere. Right. And they're like all going up to Canada, chasing the feed, the sprouts and whatever. Like they're trying to find feed because they're not focused on breeding. Yeah. So they're just trying to eat. And so when they come back down south, they're like, where's the food, son? Right, right. Like, where is the geese? Where is the party at? I'm trying to eat. And then it's like, you're there with 57 dozen decoys, and you just spank them. Yeah. It's fun, dude. So if everyone, if anyone gets a chance, like, come and hunt in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, get with a reputable guide service if you don't know, and... Like, just come and try to chase molts. Now, the only shitty thing about molts is you have no idea when they are coming. So if you are going to come and try to do that, book, like, five days. Like, come and stay in Minnesota or any of those states I just mentioned for, like, five days. If you look at the forecast and it's like, okay, we've got, like, a week straight of northwest winds in September, that's the time to go. Because this is this is probably one of the earliest times on oh, my phone's dead. This is probably one of the earliest times that I've seen molts. You know, yeah. it just it just felt earlier than than normal. Yeah, no, I agree. It's usually late same, September. But if if we look at it right now, we're in mid September, and like this is usually when we when we shoot molts. There was like three years ago, I was helping Joe Heinz guide his clients, and I uh, didn't really get paid for it, so that's pretty lit. But um, we guided some clients in uh, Hutchinson for him. Nick and I did, and we shot seven snows and blues. On like September seventeenth, right? I remember that. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. So like that, like anything can happen in September for goose hunting, which is like insane. And in years past, we had a five bird limit, whereas normally in season we only have three. But this year it got bumped to a five bird limit. So it's like okay, we can shoot five birds all year. Yeah. It's dude, this is the year. Like this is going to be a really fun year for killing geese. Now, do I give a shit about geese? No. I mean, I love shooting geese. I love, I love shooting geese, geese, too. Um, and I, I did want to just dumb down. It's a northwest wind coming from the northwest, and they want to fly and migrate with the wind. Correct. You know, so they're, obviously, so they're, it's a lot easier for them to to yeah. fly when the wind's with them. So they, they fly with the wind. Yep. So they have the wind near their back, meaning that they don't have to work as hard flying further south. Right. And I did want to point out, too, Joey mentioned earlier that a 20-mile-per-hour wind wouldn't be ideal for hunting. That doesn't mean they won't migrate on a 20-mile-per-hour right. wind. It just means when they're trying to come down on the elevator like you're talking about, fighting the 20-mile-an-hour wind is a lot harder. Right. So that's that's what he meant by that. But, They'll still uh, migrate on those days. But, but last night, too, um, Scott was outside. He was in his shop, yep. and he heard geese landing in the field behind him at uh, 9.45 at night. So, like, we kind of have, like, a full-ish moon, with, like, a brighter moon. Well, they migrate by highway light. Right. They migrate at night. I mean, They migrate at night via moonlight, via large waterways, like, whatever. Yeah. But, like, um, Scott heard geese flying at night. Nick Johnson heard geese flying at night. A couple other friends of mine heard them flying at night and, like, landing in fields and shit. So, like, 
Like there, this is the time of year where like a bunch of geese are coming down and we didn't have like the best hatch this past year. And so these are all the birds from like the last two or three years. And like, we had a couple of good hatches. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like people see how dry it is this year and they're like, well, I don't know. Are there ducks there? And then I go out to North Dakota and I have 4,000 ducks just piss pounding my spread before the kit. Goodness, I'm burping wow. like crazy. I mean, I have four thousand can- like mallards, pintails, widgeon, teal, wood ducks. I mean, every species of duck. I had redheads fly through my spread before shooting time, like, and I'm just on a little slough in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so I, I had over like four thousand. I mean, it was stupefying the amount of ducks I had flying through my spread. Yeah, it's in the crazy. morning, it's like, are we gonna have ducks this year? Like, it's been so dry, and we had a bad hatch. No, they are there. They are there. It's just a matter of, are you in the right spot? Whatever, whatever. Dude, you know what's crazy to me, too? Like, I, And this is kind of like a you know we, weird topic, per se. Mm. But, dude, birds are smarter than you fucking think. You know, like, dude, birds remember shit. You know, it's not like they're stupid. Like, it's, they know, they inherently know which way is south and which way is north. You know, well, they, like have they, insti- they have instincts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. And they, they know that like those older birds are teaching younger birds when it's a wind. Well, they're just following mom and dad. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, just how like kids grow up and follow their parents and learn from them and whatever. But dude, the adults are like, oh, yeah, we'll wait for a 15 mile per northwest wind. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they do it every year. And it's like, dude, they remember that. They're that smart that they know, hey, we're going to Canada, you know. Hey, now we're going to go south. Hey, we're going to wait for a 15-mile-per-hour northwest wind. Oh, that feels about right in my feathers. Let's go. You know what I mean? Well, what's crazy to me and, like, pertaining to your thing where you you were honest and you're like, up until, like, two years ago, I didn't realize that a northwest wind meant blank, right? Yeah. So what I started doing is I just always thought, like, if we have good wind here, we're going to kill birds, Yeah. right? But what really affects it is where they're coming from. Yeah, totally. And migrating down. So like I have all these pins in like the weather app yep. and weather bug and windy. I've got all I have a bunch of Canada pins. Right. So it's like, okay, so if they get a twenty mile an hour, twenty mile per hour wind, and it only shows that we have a five mile an hour wind here, we're probably still gonna get birds. Yeah. You know? There's just stuff like that that I didn't know about just because I'm dumb. You know, but like thinking more about it and hearing more people talk about it via podcast or Instagram, you know, Nick J, you know. Just yeah. Like- <laughs> well, dude, the thing is, uh, and I don't know, it's it's all part of the whole like culture change in my mind, right? That we've talked with so many people about. Like, dude, waterfowl, we're, we have less waterfowl hunters, but the ones we do have are more serious about it. Horror, Hardcore, core. dude. Well, bro, back in the fucking day when we had twice the amount of hunters, you think these people were watching the fucking weather app? Most of them. Well, they didn't have it. I'm just saying, bro, like they weren't checking a fucking farmer's almanac or ringing up a buddy in Saskatchewan. What's the wind like? You know, these guys are just going out and shooting birds, man. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Right. So what's funny actually is uh, Rob, Rob knew quite a pup quite a few people up in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and he would call them three days before he'd go hunting and he'd say, um, hey, what did the birds look like for you? So he would call them on the phone in like the 90s, early wow. 2000s. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I'm thinking like 70s and the fucking 60s no, and the right. 80s and well, like, 
but I'm just saying, dude, like even now, I would say still the majority of guys aren't super hardcore. They're just becoming more and more of them. But man, like most of those guys, dude, they're not checking the fucking weather app. I mean, to an extent. They're probably listening to the to the FM ra- AM radio uh-huh. the night before and like 23 mile an hour winds in Winnipeg, Canada, you know. But anyway. But anyway. All right. Well, so, okay, Joey, I saw upstairs you had a letter from uh, South Dakota. Yeah, I did. Um, I drew for the first time in eight years for South Dakota for the lottery waterfowl. Statewide, 10 days. And so um, I drew with the Feather Folder Outdoors boys. Nice. And so um, apparently they overcharged me $5, so they sent me a $5 <laughs> check. <laughs> I love it. Just ridiculous. But what what I thought was really cool that they're doing this year is they have an and or. Or I'm sorry, just a but. Where you can do your normal six bird limit, right? Four mallards. Or in South Dakota, it's five mallards. Uh, only two can be hens, blah, blah, blah. Three wood ducks, right. two scalp. One pintail, whatever. One pintail, all that jazz. But they also have a... Uh, another thing where it's like you can shoot three birds, any sex, any species, but that's your bag limit. So let's say I go out there and I shoot two hens for the first for the first two ducks, and then I shoot into another flock and I accidentally shoot another hen mallard. Like I, I'm not gonna get fined, but like those three hens are my limit. That's it. It's like a experimental bag limit deal which i thought is pretty cool yeah that's really cool which could then translate into you could shoot three beautiful drake pintails right or three black ducks or three black ducks yep or three canvas backs or three um widgeon i mean whatever you can can shoot six widgeon but yeah oh i suppose yeah but it's just like so like you shoot six widgeon south dakota yeah no anywhere United, united states wow you can shoot six widgeon doesn't matter if they're drake or female I didn't know if that was everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So, no, that's why I love Widgeon. That's one of the reasons. Well, besides the fact that they can just dump into your spread, but that's one of the reasons why I really want to make the Widgeon our logo. Yeah. Because they are just, they're beautiful birds, man. They're and cool. Can, I don't love them as much as you do, but they're oh cool. Oh, my God. Well, like, have you really gotten on a, like a, let's limit, let's do a three-man no, limit No, absolutely on not. That's what's weird to me is, like, since I've been hunting, I mean, I've only shot like four. And that's what's interesting. Now, I'm not going to get into this whole topic while we're on the podcast right now, but like when I was younger, we shot a shitload of widgeon. And I mean a shitload. Like we would try to limit out of mallards, and it's like there's so many widgeon dumping into your water spread. It's like, well, shit, might as well just kill them, right? Yeah. Um, And then as I got older, they started pushing further into the central flyway. And we never shot them here in Minnesota. So, yeah. like, I'd say by the time I turned 21, yeah, 20, they stopped showing up as much, which well, was super it's weird. Because, like, my second year of waterfall hunting, you shot a widgeon, and I was with you. And I was like, oh, what's that? You know, like, I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. And you were like, it's a widgeon, man. And I'm like, those are cool, dude. I don't feel like I see a lot of those. And you were like, no, I shoot them all the time. And, dude, I mean, wrong. You know, like, and then ever since that, and then wrong, few and far between. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, I know that you, uh, we got into them a little bit while we were in Louisiana with Wade. We did, yeah. Actually, I shouldn't have said four. I mean, I probably shot like ten or twenty. Oh, you, yeah, you've shot plenty. Yeah, but it's just still like there. It's not like mallards or wood ducks around here. No, you know, like no, or wood ducks anywhere. I think, but 
pretty much. No, there's a lot. I of know, places. but it's weird. I know, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Fucking Louisiana, fly to Louisiana, shoot fucking ten wood ducks, fly home, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Oh my god, love no, Wade's Woody. I love Wade to death, but Woody dude. killer. But bro, there's no mallards. <laughs> I mean, if we're not gonna shoot mallards, we're gonna shoot something, right? I'm not, and obviously we're not. I'm not one of those guys. So I'll pick you, like, dude. I don't. I don't wait for. I mean, unless you got it like that. I mean, if you got it, mm-hmm. do it. But if you don't got it, shoot what you got. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's totally my motto, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna fucking be the guy that's like, wait till you see a Drake Mallard. Like, dude, we don't. Hey, bud, if we see a Drake Mallard, <laughs> we're shooting. You going that? Okay, and I'm telling you right now, if we see a hen mallard. We're shooting it. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Oh man, no, but uh, guys, be uh, be ready for a bunch of YouTube videos coming out from us this year. We got a shot cam. We've got GoPros running. We got Connor filming more than he's ever done before. So we're mm-hmm. gonna have cinematics. We're gonna have vlogs. We're gonna have all this stuff. You guys have been killing it on the ratings killing for the it. podcast. Keep it up. Since the last episode, we've gained thirty some. So we're almost to our, our 500 review deal, and then we're going to throw something up on our Instagram so we can actually get, like, everyone's names, you know, and, like, give away the giveaway properly. So anyway, thank yeah. you guys for the support. Go check us out on TikTok, which is just blowing up. But it, what, what's more important is YouTube. Right. Instagram. Yep. And we have a Facebook, and I'm sure we have, like, a twitch or we definitely don't have a twitch whatever you know like whatever so if you found us on our podcast go and please follow us on youtube and instagram and our tiktok now but no we we love you guys we can't explain how much that the the support means yes and um it does it does mean a lot and we we got in this to help people learn how to waterfall hunt dude and honestly in the last year i i don't know if it's just more people reaching out about it but i feel like uh We've really helped a lot of people with like duck and goose calling and private lessons and I don't know. Well, I just, it's like everything, man. Like decoy spreads and explaining like hunting situations and where would we hide. If you have a question about a situation you're hunting in, hit us up. E- email Cal. Don't don't do that. Actually, email Cal. But no, uh, message us on Instagram. <laughs> That'll be for sure easier for you. Enjoy your response to all that. So hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, guys, I'm running our Instagram sadly, and I'm. You're not doing that good. <laughs> well, well, don't do that. Okay. Well, don't do that because I'm responding to every single person. No, you do respond person. to everybody. Do respond to everybody. But now is it know. a full now is it a full time job? Yes. Is it is it not actually a full time job though? It is though. Oh my god. All, All right, anyways. guys. Oh, one more thing, really quick. Dude, one more way. thing.